3: There is concerning news. This is disturbing when I heard this. I have to bring it to the forefront here and talk about this. The FBI alerting local synagogues and across our region of this threat, anti-semitic type threat. And we've seen these attacks. Remember the officers, um, law enforcement officers were shot while trying to, you know, help protect a synagogue in North Jersey. That was the most recent one I, I think of. You know, so we have what the FBI says, and this is making you know national headlines across New Jersey, South Jersey, and yes, into Philadelphia. With that warning, you know, being taken very seriously, as the feds warrant put out this warning and say, "Be on high alert." That they have a credible threat right now that is against. Places of worship, particularly synagogues and Jewish community centers. And so we have leaders of the Philadelphia Defamation, Anti-Defamation League, for example, uh, speaking out, saying, yes, they have police patrolling. And at some synagogues, I'm, be, I'm getting messages, they have you know, armed officers uh, surrounding synagogues because of this fear. So there's just no place for this, and this amid the nonsense of what Kanye West and uh, other athletes with this craziness and threats. There's no place for it, not at all. And I know that there were some people who said, "Oh, this is all political." I I don't know. I I I I would hope that if that were ever political uh, to terrify people, this is a basic American right: freedom of religion. It's a, it's why so many of our ancestors came to this nation that you could gather in a place of worship freely and this this is what makes us unique in america so this threat should never be this type of thing should never be tolerated and it's horrifying and you know as we as we head into the weekend to to hear that and to think that you should be afraid when you go in to gather with community members and worship and pray Not acceptable at all. And I know they're just saying, if you see something, say something. So as you drive by a synagogue, a place of worship such as this in your community, take that second look. It's very disturbing to me. And then we have so much news going on, right, with the big announcement. We'll talk about this moving forward. But some big announcements in Philadelphia with a major bust up of a major drug, and I'm I believe gang operation that was going on in a in a prison in Pennsylvania. So they've they've certainly cracked down on that and busted up this major drunk drug operation. I do want to tell you more before we get to this Anthony's cutting some latest sound from Kellyanne Conway's big announcement as she was interviewed and making a prediction about when uh, Donald J. Trump may announce his plans for the 2024 upcoming presidential election. And yes, just when you thought we could get a sigh of relief after uh, this this brutal campaign period with in Pennsylvania, my gosh, we're being clobbered with all this politics and political ads. It just it, it's overwhelming in all honesty, but believe me you. The uh, right, right next Wednesday after the pri- after the midterm, we're going to see the ramping up of the presidential run for 2024. Right, so we'll talk about that in just a moment. But I want to get to this latest story as far as the whole topic of conversation, right, with what it is to be a natural born woman. As a woman who is a natural born woman. Hi, I'm Dawn Stensland. You'll find me on Twitter at Dawn Stensland, 855 if you want to weigh in on what you think it is to be a natural-born woman. But I really love the latest ruling that has come down, a federal appellate court saying that a national beauty pageant does indeed have protections, constitutional protection. It's a First Amendment right, they say, to exclude a transgender woman from competing because uh, including, including this person could interfere with the message of the pageant, the message it's sending about, quote, what it means to be a woman. So this is the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. The ruling has just come in, and it's in response to a lawsuit filed by a person named Anita Green who is a um, who was born a biological male and that at some point made this transition and Green accuses the Miss United States the Miss USA pageant of violating an Oregon state anti-discrimination law when it barred Ms Green from competing in a pageant in its pageant so Green identifies as a, a transgender person. So now identifies as a as a woman, and did indeed compete in several pageants, including Miss Montana USA, Miss Miss Earth, and Miss World Universal, where they allowed Green to compete. I guess Green didn't win any of those, but was allowed to compete. So Green lives in Oregon and was preparing to compete in the Miss. United States of America's Miss Oregon pageant, when Green says the organization rejected her application because it did not consider her to be a "quote natural born female." In other words, Green is a biological male. I have no idea whether or not Green went through surgeries or or what have you, and I can't really tell from the from the photograph, quite frankly. Uh, but the ruling said that being forced to do this would indeed obstruct the organization's ability to express its belief that the contest is only for natural-born, in quotes, females. Okay? The, here's a quote. The First Amendment affords the pageant the ability to voice this message and to enforce its natural-born female rule. That's the ruling from this appellate court. Thank God. Good for you to defend what it means to be a woman. I applaud the court. (laughs) To me, it's a mic drop moment. We needed a court to rule on this, but it is a mic drop moment, and I appreciate this court respecting a woman's right to just be a natural-born woman, in other words, a biological female, and that biological females should compete against other biological females. There you go. If there's another pageant where they where they say they can come in, fine. If that's not their rule, that's cool with me too. But this particular pageant, the rule says got to be a biological female. In other words, a natural-born female. I love it. I can't get enough of it. So there it is. All right, let's talk about DJT. I mean, obviously this is a huge day and a huge weekend, as we know that former President Obama and President Joe Biden are are stumping, our campaigning here in, in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, obviously for, first and foremost, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who is neck and neck with uh, Dr. Oz, Dr. Mehmet Oz, who's running on the Republican side. So the Democrats pulling out the big guns, as they say, to campaign for Fetterman and, I presume, gubernatorial candidate Democrat Josh Shapiro who's the attorney general although I don't know that uh, Shapiro wants to be on the same stage as as Biden maybe he will be maybe he will be with Obama I don't have that information but we know that former president Donald Trump will be here in Pennsylvania to especially campaign for Dr. Oz who is according to every poll they're in a dead heat for US Senate and certainly the balance of power hangs with Pennsylvania voters, we keep hearing this. So there are all these rumors circulating in the GOP's orbit that that this is about to happen, that Trump is about to announce that, yes, he's running for 2024, right? That That's the rumor. I'm going to let you listen in. Do you have Kellyanne Conway? So I'm going to let you listen in to Kellyanne Conway speaking at this uh, conference recently, and then I'm going to give you my take as to Why? what is this really all about? Because the timing matters. Listen, here's
0: Kellyanne Conway. First agenda and the Trump-Pence accomplishments. So his legacy continued. So that's one. I give him a ton of credit for not announcing this year, for not stepping in the way of the midterm candidates, which a lot of people around him who frankly need him for their next meal and their next gig and their next center of power were urging him and begging him and leaking to a lot of you that he would be, he would be announcing any moment. I'm glad that he didn't do that. That was certainly my advice from the beginning. You know, wait until after the midterms, um, if you do it at all. Secondly, I like the fact that he came back to Washington at the end of July, a full year and a half since leaving uh, on January 20th, 2021, and gave a policy speech. It took Donald, it took President Trump an hour and a minute roughly, to get to the 2020 election in that policy speech at AFPI, which you all covered. And then he went on to CPAC and gave mostly a policy speech. So when he does that, when people hear the binary choice and they're reminded of why he, his words, you miss me, don't you? Um, they'll say, you know what? I'm gonna push aside whatever I don't like and I'm going to vote my pocketbook, my personal liberty, my, my fear of crime. My frustration with no baby formula on the shelves, rising cost of gas and groceries, which is a six-month-old conversation. The conversation now is utilities, insurance, rent, mortgage, tuition, student loan payment. So I think you can expect him to announce soon. Um, Obviously, there's a family wedding coming up on his property, and uh, Election Day is late this year. But um, as he would say, wait and see.
3: Okay, so there's Kellyanne Conway. So what is this really all about? The way I see it, it's a giant game of chicken. You know, I think of, think of a movie where they're playing chicken. You've got one driver, right? Headed straight for the other driver. And then somebody, somebody gives in chicken. It's a giant game of chicken between who? Former president, Donald J. Trump and attorney general Merrick Garland who is reportedly preparing to indict Trump within a month or two after the election. But before the 2024 campaign cycle closes off the DOJ's chances of prosecution, right? We know that Trump is involved in a number of state as well as federal probes. Think about it. At the federal level, Trump is being investigated for allegedly mishandling the presidential documents that ended up at Mar-a-Lago after he left office. He's also involved in the DOJ's probe of the January 6th Capitol riot. Uh, There is speculation by Republicans, and maybe you've heard some of them say that the former president will soon announce a formal bid, yes, for a second term in the White House. Trump has hinted for sure and flirted with this that he would, quote-unquote, probably have to run again. And this this prediction is that, yeah, he's going to seek the nomination 2024. But why would he do it sooner rather than later? I think it's because of the fact that he wants to beat Garland to the punch. Now, legally, legally, if he announces, does that somehow stop the prosecution? No, there's not necessarily a legal impact, but it, there is a huge political impact, right? And it looks bad. And, and certainly the DOJ, which is very you know partisan here, and, and we've seen all of this, so we, this is no surprise, that a 2024 presidential bid would not legally prevent prosecutors from bringing any of these charges. But, come on, it does, in fact, make the DOJ more reluctant to do so because of what I said. It's a bad look. DOJ and Democrats would be worried that an indictment would look politically motivated, and in turn, it could cast some doubt on the legal decision. So it would it would change. Certainly, that there would be critics out there that would say this is not appropriate, and it looks again like a, a persecution of Trump. And remember, remember what happened with when Mar-a-Lago happened. Think of the polls, and you can. You don't have to take my word for it. Look back at the polls when right before Mar-a-Lago happened and look at what was happening. And it was kind of, you know, a lot of people were noting this, that that Trump had been losing ground to the benefit of Ron DeSantis, Republican governor, very popular from Florida. And as as DeSantis was gaining, making big gains in popularity within the so-called MAGA crowd and in general with the Republican Party, you saw Trump losing ground in a big way. Then Mar-a-Lago happened. And what happened? Support came back to Trump because people just were crying foul, just saying, you know what? Nah, this is baloney, and coming back to support him. And that's certainly all of the analysts, all of the people who live and breathe this, who are partisan hacks, you know, they study this stuff. And they know certainly that let's just say Trump announces right after the midterm election. And I do not think don't drive the truck off the road. I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to do that this weekend while here in Pennsylvania or even before Tuesday. But I think that I think he will announce very soon because I think that he does want to beat Garland to the punch. I, I believe that in my heart that he wants it to be difficult and he wants and he wants to win even if it's a little mind game of chicken with you know with Attorney General Merrick Garland and I think that we will see it I think within a week that's my take that Trump will will make this big announcement and launch his 2024 campaign and do this before the AG can file any charges in, remember, all of these different state and federal probes that are going on. So I think that is that is what we'll see. But I, like you, I'm hoping that he holds off and doesn't try to grab headlines and so on before the all-important midterm, where, of course, we know in Pennsylvania we are front and center. Pretty much, if you're a Pennsylvania voter, you hold the balance of the Senate in the palm of your hands with your vote on Tuesday. All right, let me know what you think. Your take, 855-839-1210 is the number to call. Follow me on Twitter, and also you can tweet out. We can have some fun with Twitter as well. And speaking of Twitter, there's a lot of Twitter news. Everybody's all a Twitter with the very latest going on with Elon Musk as he takes over. And within less than two hours, those layoff notices are...
2: Is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported
3: by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. In the emails within less than two hours. This is The Dawn Show. We're going to be right back. Continuing the conversation. Do you have somebody, if you're back to work or even on Zoom, who just dresses inappropriately? We'll talk about dress codes and a story that brings that to light, but I want to get to some of your calls. First of all, Michael in Abington. Hey, Michael, you wanted to talk about Trump in 2024. Are you ready to have yes, that conversation yet?
4: <laughs> uh, wow. No, I'm not. I- I'm a conservative and I want to win and I want to win big. And it's why you and I, we talked about Mastriano and, you know, the stupidity of putting people up that I do I- don't believe will be elected or will be able to be elected because of things they've said and done donald trump same thing uh you talked about optics man doesn't have a thought about optics when his family was begging him on january 6 it was really about the optics not about what he did or didn't do it was about the optics of not doing anything and you know nancy pelosi's husband just got attacked every republican sent condolences and everything look into it what did donald trump do silence he de- the optics of that alone are horrendous after what he was painted with on january 6. he is a weak link i think he might be the only republican that could actually lose and presidency. Uh, out of all 300 and whatever it is, 50 million, I think I could win. I think he will lose because people hate him that much. And it's because of the core principle of his body. Vindictiveness. He can't stop. It's why he'll run now. It's why he didn't say anything about Nancy Pelosi. It's why he didn't say anything about January 6th. Vindictiveness. We've got to be done with this guy so we can win. We don't need him. He's a manager of our money and our our government. We can pick another manager. They worked for us. He never got that. He never understood he worked for me. He was my top public servant. And we really have to move on.
3: All right, Michael. Thank you. We'll move on and take your calls. 855-839-1210. I, I, I disagree with the sense that Trump, you know, the the statement of Trump works, didn't know he worked for people. I think that in, in truth, he was up against, honestly, the, the GOP, the platform. And so I think that in essence, that was that has always been Trump's strength and certainly with the economy. And, I, I mean, it, w- it was pretty amazing. I've never seen a turnaround with the way that he handled, especially the issues of of the economy, jobs across all sectors. If you're a woman, if you're whatever your ethnicity – um, black, Hispanic, white, whatever, the, the jobs reports were booming. The economy was booming. And also, it was his priority to have what? Peace and prosperity. Look at the turmoil around the world that's happening right now. Would this be happening? Would Ukraine be happening with with Trump in in office? I don't think so. Now, maybe you could say that's because maybe they feared him. They thought he was crazy. It was some people compare him to you know the Reagan years, you know, when Reagan kind of he was viewed by foreign leaders as, you know, that that cowboy, that American cowboy, and they didn't know what he'd do, whatever you want to say, but he you know took down that wall. And so it worked then. And I think it worked for Trump. But were, you know, as far as the the tweets, Were they, did they go too far? The language and then the pandemic? You know, I think, I think that's where we could talk about this. But when you talk about pure performance with regard to the results and the economy and the jobs, I I think that nobody can compare to that. I simply will say this that I think for most Republicans, we yearn for that kind of economy. The attraction to a Ron DeSantis is that he's somebody who clearly has finesse and can be gracious and classy and still handle the media quite well. And so I think that's, you know, and and simply put, look at this nasty election cycle. You talk about vindictive. Look at the, the votes to impeach Russia, Russia, Russia. We now find out that that's all lies. And so I think, Ultimately, really the reaction, the guttural reaction is people being sick and tired of all the baggage, all the partisan baggage and saying, "You know what? We just want fresh faces." So I think that's more likely here. But that's my take. You can you can agree to disagree. All right, we'll get to Tom uh, talking about Trump and that'll be my then I'm going to get to Ed who wants to talk about how to define a woman. So, hey Tom, you're in Delaware. What you say what? Hey Tom.
4: How you doing? Hey, I agree exactly with what you just stated. And I also want to remind all these Republicans, you know, Donald Trump behind the scenes has had how many of these Congress people, governors, senators, now about to maybe win. He was behind them out, uh, you know, uh, camp, campaigning with them. Um, so I think he needs to get credit for that. And like you said, I'm from corporate America. I mean, I'm a guy who looks at results and what he accomplished in, with all the chaos that he had to deal with, and like you said, the lies and the turmoil, which we know is created by the, by the press. I mean, he, he, he deserves a shot. He'll also know where all the rats are now in the sewer.
3: <laughs> well put, Tom. All right, Arlen, you know, Arlen, Arlen, real quick in Chester County, and then we'll get to Ed. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll end with Ed talking about how do you define a woman. But Arlen is in Chester County
0: hey
4: hey how you doing as someone who was a truck driver who delivered into new york city area a lot i i come to the conclusion that trump is like a blue-collar billionaire i mean those people up there they talk rough and tough but they're good people most of them are and they you know that's how they talk to each other as far as a manager goes he's fantastic as also former elected official i know what he's like you know to make the make tough, tough decisions and it's easy to have all the answers when you sit in the cheap seats, but when you gotta to make tough decisions, that's what you need to do. Yeah. And his leadership is un- unbelievable. You know, so that was just my comment.
3: Thank you, Arlen. And I appreciate I, I appreciate truck drivers. I have truck drivers in my family, I think of my uncle Artie, and I, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, a lot of tough talking guys who have a heart of gold. And so I get that. I really do. And, uh, so let's, let's end now with Ed talking about what it is to define a woman. Hey,
4: Ed. First up. (laughs) Hey, Dawn, good morning, and let me tell you something. You are so spot on with so many things you say. I love you. Thank you. You, my dear, are nothing but a woman because you're a wife, you're a mother, you're a caregiver. That's my definition of a genuine woman.
3: Why, thank you. Well, one of the many things that defines us, but I, I appreciate you for sure, Ed. Thanks. I hope you have a beautiful Friday for sure. Hey, just a reminder, because I know that last night we were all watching. It was heart-wrenching to watch the Phillies uh, lose, uh, you know, again at home. And hopefully, you know, we've been the underdog before. Hopefully we make a big comeback as our team travels, obviously, travels to Texas. we got to win two in a row to clinch this thing to win the World Series. It's an uphill battle, but our Phillies have been here before. And then the Eagles' historic win Yes, expected to win, but we're 8 and 0. It's it's pretty cool to we've never before has the Eagles franchise been here. I know a lot of people were at parks packing parks uh, locally here in Bucks County, why? Because they have all those big screens. It's so much fun and what a great time to be in in a Philadelphia fan for sure. And I want to mention the Philadelphia Union. I mean, soccer, we're making history this weekend too. So those playoffs continuing. So the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app Always has you covered for whether it's baseball, whether it's football, pro football, college football, big weekends ahead, live in game betting. You can bet on the action as it's happening. So just download the Bet Parks app right now. It's Bet P A R X. New users, you get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet is not a winner and BetParks.com has all the deets for you. But it's, it's really a, Sportsbook and Casino app where odds, slots, bets, and games all come together right in your own pocket. So join me with BetParks right now. Got to be 21 in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As I was talking about former President Donald Trump expected to announce his bid for 2024 soon, I'm just getting this notice. The New York Times, that's a headline, breaking news. Donald Trump, I actually said this before New York Times. So I beat them. I'm just um, I'm just saying Uh, it says Donald Trump is expected to announce a 2024 bid soon after the midterms, possibly as soon as November 14th. People familiar with the planning say. So that is the headline in The New York Times. So by November 14th. So I thought that was a, a pretty, pretty fascinating one and one that I already said. All right, Anthony, where there's so much going on. Uh, we have the New York Post breaking a story as well. Let me look at this. and this. Ha- ah! W- which sound do you have, Anthony? Sorry, I'm trying to go to this, and my computer just locked up. Do you uh, have the Phillies fans taunting Thor, or which one do you have?
5: I'm looking at the politicized bureaucracy right now that you sent me. Uh, okay. And essentially, it's a story on the FBI that is rotted at its core, and the GOP is charging a shocking report. Fox News actually reported on it. Uh, if you wanted to hear their little news wrap.
3: Yes. Good job. New this morning, House Republicans on the
2: Judiciary Committee released a 1000 page roadmap detailing allegations of political
6: bias in the FBI and Department of Justice under President Biden. It's just a preview of what a GOP controlled majority may uncover from the administration after the
3: midterms. Ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, Congressman Jim Jordan joins us now. So you just released this report. I think the number one question that Americans have about the FBI is not just investigations, but real accountability for what has been happening yeah. not just recently, but uh over the past right. really five years.
6: Yeah, look our job is to get the facts to the American people. We've released this report today, which just shows how bad things have gotten at the FBI and the DOJ. It's, it's all driven by politics now over there, and that is, I mean, that's, look, we live in the greatest country ever, but America's not America. If you have a Justice Department that treats people differently under the law, it's supposed to be equal treatment under the law. That's not happening, and we know it's not happening because 14 brave FBI agents came to us as whistleblowers and told us what exactly is going on here. Um started with the school board issue, but it's also this this juice in the numbers on domestic violent extremism cases. And then, of course, just the politics that are rampant, they're actually purging now. We've had a whistleblower tell us they're getting rid of conservative, Republican-type FBI agents. So that's the problem. Our job is to get the facts to the people. And then let's hope at some point we have a Justice Department that actually holds people accountable for the wrong.
3: So think about that. So that's Jim Jordan speaking out and CNN is it's not just on Fox. CNN is carrying it. I'm looking at the latest article. It's a thousand page report. They've just one thousand fifty pages long with Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee releasing this obviously lengthy staff report just this morning on alleged politicization and anti-conservative bias in the FBI and Department of Justice. I know sometimes you've called in and said you have felt this on the job or maybe you've kind of cleansed your social media if you've been maybe on Facebook, let's say, or Twitter supporting some conservative or Christian or, or Jewish, um, maybe cons- faith-based um, feelings that you have and then realizing, uh-oh, this might affect my job. Or I have some friends who said, you know what, this might affect my, my husband's job. And they took things off of their social media, fearing that their spouse could actually be fired from his job. I've had friends, close friends, confide that in me. This is concerning. So it's not a surprise that this kind of thing would happen, I guess, at at the level of the FBI and Department of Justice. Maybe you're not surprised, but certainly to have it in writing and to have these whistleblowers coming forth, saying this and giving forth this information and saying that at the FBI or Department of Justice, if they know that you're a conservative, they're coming for you. They're going to demote you or you're going to feel blackballed. And the bulk of this this huge, um, you know, 1,050-page document uh, contains copies of letters that Republicans have already sent to the agencies with 1,000 pages of the report covering correspondence. That covers over the past year, and this includes multiple copies of a five-page letter, one for each of the 94 U.S. attorneys. Okay, so some of it obviously is redundant. Then, but the report is talking about the desire for future probes, and this is what they're saying. So the, the, there's no question. I mean, we're we're smart about this, right? Jim Jordan is releasing this. He's of Ohio where there's another, you know, obviously this is a huge election. Part of this is Jim Jordan saying, hey, Republicans, if you're thinking that your vote doesn't count or you're not going to vote, you don't like the choices you have. What Jim Jordan is saying here is I think he's teasing ahead and saying we are going to put the the feet to the fire, so to speak, and we're going to make sure that Department of Justice or the FBI is not politicized. And we are going to hold these investigations, so many of these investigations. So we don't have a response this morning from either the FBI or DOJ. They're not responding to, and I'm looking at CNN, different print publications. There's no comment that I'm seeing. So, of course, we'll watch for that. But the report lays out this, real laundry list of complaints about the handling by FBI and DOJ on so many different issues, including alleged manipulation of domestic violent extremism statistics, its communication with social media companies about misinformation or disinformation, alleged retaliation against agents who attended rallies outside the Capitol on January 6th, even if they weren't part of the riots or the violence, which nobody condones that, but even if they attended the rally with then-President Trump and, and his family members and so on and so forth. So uh, these allegations also are swirling around, let's say, parents and school board-related cases. And we've, we've seen that some of, some parents have called into here to the Dawn show and into the Rich Zioli show when Rich was in mornings talking about this intimidation at the school board level. And we had the mom from New Jersey who's a Zioli army member who remember this. And she called into Zioli and said, this happened to me recently. And it was it was the fact they were asking her about was she at January 6th and she's on a school board and this and that. And she was like, I'm a mom in the suburbs and I know I wasn't there. And you certainly already know that by doing all the social media investigations and the video and so on. and So forth. there was no evidence that that mom was there. And yet she had been vocal at school board meetings and she is a member of the, the Zioli Army. And so we've seen this kind of intimidation. And now these whistleblowers are saying, yes, this is, this is a thing that they're doing. Also, talking about a local angle here, the FBI's seizure of Representative Scott Perry's cell phone. And he is a Republican from Pennsylvania. Remember this? The FBI seized his cell phone in connection with its investigations about plans um, regarding swirling around January 6th and the 2020 election results. So it includes a charitable review of former president uh Trump's and this is the hill rep- and I'm quoting here it this report includes a charitable review of former president Trump's level of cooperation with the bureau throughout the FBI's investigation into his handling of important and or classified records at Mar-a-Lago so it called his initial return Of some of those documents, quote, over inclusive, despite it taking numerous return visits, including one with a warrant to secure thousands of government records stored there. And so we're following this one, but Jordan, you know, says they're relying heavily on whistleblowers from within the FBI to make complaints against the agency and the report includes quotes from unnamed whistleblowers describing the FBI hierarchy as, quote, rotted at its core, and that it maintains a systemic culture of accountab- unaccountability, a systemic culture of unaccountability, and is full of, quote, rampant corruption, manipulation, and abuse. So that is the gist, the headline of this report that Jim Jar- Jim Jordan, you know, was just interviewed on on Fox News and talking about this. OK. So we, we follow this and I, I'm just waiting to see if I'm sure MSNBC and NBC News and CBS CBS News will come out and say these brave whistleblowers, they're so brave and whistleblowers should be believed. We'll just wait for that headline. Wait for it, Anthony. Could you play? Could you play that? Could you? Could you play NBC News calling these whistleblowers and the FBI how brave they are? <laughs> so I cute. always.
5: I think about how it's real, and then actually no. Yeah, I know. He never do flicking, that. He's
3: like Anthony is so. I, I feel bad if Anthony. What a great opportunity for you, you and our, and Dan Borowski were are blessed with this huge opportunity to. Report live at seven thirty, a pregame, and and I, the gentleman named Ken, who's a long time, I mean lifelong Phillies fan, came up to me. I'm always at that Acme. It's like half my life is at the grocery store shopping for my. <laughs> so I have these big boys. But he says, Dawn, Dawn, that's so cool. That Anthony is down there, and and I was down there night in, in 1980 when the, you know in the 80s when we won." And I, he says, "Oh, I would love. I would give anything." to be there. And so Anthony comes in today and it's this little, you know, you're like a lost sick puppy because we <laughs> lost last night. I feel, you know, but it's still such a thrill. Is it not?
5: I mean, yeah, it was a good time. I just really, I want a parade like really badly now that I'm back here and we, you know, I didn't even think this was a possibility. So now that it might happen, I really want it to happen. I know. <laughs> so let's hope we can figure it out in Houston. I'm just, yeah, morale's down a little bit.
3: It is. It's, it's a, it's a bummer. And it's, It's a sin how much we take the Eagles for granted. It's like, yeah, they won, they made team history.
5: (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly.
3: (laughs) So um, what would a parade, okay, let's just say, hopefully and hypothetically, we go to Houston and we win over the weekend. Do you know when the parade would be?
5: Typically, it's like two to three days after they win, especially if you're away. So I don't know, it'd probably be like Wednesday or Thursday of next week, I would assume.
3: Because it would not be Tuesday.
5: Yeah, I don't obviously. Yeah, yeah. I Election don't think day. so. Yeah, well, yeah, that's for <laughs> sure. That I mean, next week, especially if we win, it's going to be crazy. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But it probably would be, I would say, Wednesday or Thursday, hopefully. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Hopefully, yes. uh, hopefully, they can figure it out, though.
3: <sighs> well, weather-wise, even though you know we're kind of down in the dumps after last night with our fills, but weather-wise, seventy-three degrees, sunny today. The weekend. It's going to feel like summer and even into Monday, 77 degrees, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So an incredible weekend. It's just a great time of year to get you and your family ready for this season and the upcoming holidays. We're already into November. My friends from the Piazza Auto Group, they've served the automotive needs of the Delaware Valley for nearly 60 years. They're going to help you find that right vehicle no matter if you're leasing, financing, or purchasing a new or certified pre-owned model. 14 brands, including Honda, Acura, Mazda, Hyundai, and Volkswagen, and they have 25 area locations, you're sure to have a dealership near you. Just visit them online, piazzaautogroup.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, piazzaautogroup.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. So we'll get some analysis talking about the economy, these latest jobs numbers coming out. We'll talk about the midterms, uh, some developing stories. I'm going to wrap up our coverage of whether or not DJT will be running again and whether he will announce and when will he announce. But I'll get to Rich in Pensalkin for your take. Hey, Rich. Uh, Yes. Uh, if Trump uh,
4: runs under a new party, he forms his, uh, forms his own party. I'll be the first one to renounce the Republican Party and and join his party. That's how that's how strongly I feel about him. When he was first elected, there was an image of him on the internet behind his desk, and on one side was a picture of Jesus Christ and Santa Claus, and the caption read, "We're back." In other words don't be afraid to say Merry Christmas mm-hmm. and uh, uh, to uh, uh, be a, a Christian. Yeah. That's that, that's how I feel about it. I mean, the man loves this country, loves our ideals. And what whoever, what, what person went through the ordeal he and his family went through? Mm-hmm. When, a, when a person is in office like, like he was. I mean, I remember paying dollar 87 cents for a guy in the gas
3: here in Jersey <laughs> at, at one stretch. We remember the days. Rich, thank you. Yes, I can say as somebody who met him, and it was an honor, certainly in the Oval Office, to meet uh, former President Donald Trump, and he, he was a gentleman to me, and so I'll just leave it there. He kept his promises with the Supreme Court, so I know many of you feel like you didn't like some of the tweets, you didn't like some of the language at the rallies, but you loved the economy, and certainly you like a leader, who keeps his or her promises. Dawn Show is going to continue with so much more. We do have some developing stories I want to get to locally, and then we'll break down this latest economic news and what's happening here over the weekend with pretty much everybody who's anybody who's a biggity-big in a political party. They're coming here to Pennsylvania. The Dawn Show continues right after this.